one size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome to the Wrestle Talk podcast. I'm Ollie Davis, and I'm joined by Luke Owen, D A D. Hello, Swaff Nation, and a hello to you, Oliver D D Davis. How the devil are you? Great, because COVID solved again. It's oh, finally, once again. I think this time it might. <laughs> this is the first well, time where I've thought, you know, of all the times it's been solved, this seems like the most like normal life well i think so because um you've got to distract as much as possible from the impending doom of losing one's job Mm. that you may as well just cancel everything and just be like just go out and live your life because that way you can appease potential backbenchers that may be on the want to put you on the old shopping block so you know despite the fact that the science may say otherwise your best bet is to just pretend that it's over and and fully act like everything is is back to normal. And while you're at it, uh, BBC, no more license <laughs> fee. F you. I mean, yeah, we're not going to get political on this show because that's not what we're here to no. do. But Nadine Doris is an absolute moron. She's quite attractive. <laughs> she does look like your mate's mum. Yes, that's it. That's what the... Wow, because I hate her, but I think that intensifies my lust. <laughs> isn't that isn't that horrid? Yeah, she does look like your friend's mum. She looks like Stifler's mum. She's would, even got the lip fillers. You would never say it to your friend, but you would say it to the, oh. the rest of your friends. <laughs> I would joke about her. <laughs> I mean, everyone does it to my mum, to me. Your mum, so your mum is fit though. She's yeah, well, she's a beautiful woman, <laughs> not my type. Although, oh God, I had a horrible realisation. I was thinking about ex-girlfriends and how, you know, brunette, sort of that English face. You know, that English face. But I was trying to not say bosoms. (laughs) I thought, I just like, those are my mum's main qualities. (laughs) There are people who've said that to me before, but I've I've never had, actually, no, one of my girlfriends was, was slightly taller, but I've never had a girlfriend that was above five foot two. Mm. And it was like, your mum's five foot two. I mean, it is a thing that the psychologists say, Yeah, but I don't want to address it. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm just not going to talk about it. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's fine. We have got emails. Yes! For uh, obviously the first time in a while, the uh, the mailbag is full. Steve says, slightly shame to admit this, but I cosplayed as Kevin Owens to an NXT show in Cleveland once. That's the fanciest thing I've ever worn to a wrestling show. Oh, so what version of Kevin Owens? Because you've usually got the sleeveless top, but sometimes... He's wearing the sleeveless top with a tie. Well, if that was a Cleveland NXT event in 2015, I would imagine it is KO the with the the duct tape KO mm. type thing. Mm. Price fighter Kevin Owens. So you when when you said dress up for a wrestling show, I thought you meant wear a suit. That's exactly Sunday what I, best. Yes, that is what I meant. Yeah, this is different, isn't it? This is very different. And Lars says here, <clears throat> I once wore a full bear suit to a WWE live show. Lost a bet with my friends the night before at the pub. <laughs> Turned out to be the best idea ever. I was close enough to the wrestlers to them to notice me. Even got Seamus to flip me off. Lovely dude. Nice. I think it says something about us and our audience that we said, so, you know, when you dress up for an event out, they immediately think cosplay. dress up cosplay. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Whereas I meant more like putting some effort in. Mm. You know, like... It, there was effort in the cosplay. You may say, churching it up. <gasps> this is a queer eye quote. It is, yeah. I watched that episode last night. It was <gasps> delightful. Um, you know, 62-year-old man, old oh. surfer hippie dude. Yeah. You know, with his claw, his clawfish, or crawfish uh, restaurants, and then I, I think you could tell though. I mean, he was very much just willing to say yes to everything, mm. which was nice. But if you notice in like the final video thing that they watched, spoilers for for Queer Eye, he's grown his beard back. So it's already every. It was just like, yeah, that was a mistake shaving that off. Yeah, it looked weird, but um, yeah, that his his wife died like five six years ten ago. Ten years ago. Ten years ago. Oh, heartbreaking. And he just it's like he's a time capsule. He just froze in that moment and never updated anything. Oh, just heartbreaking. Yeah, well, Churching it up was his expression. To it was his daughter's her, expression. daughter's expression to make something a bit fancy. Yeah. So that's what we're saying here. Like about you're churching yourself <laughs> up for a wrestling show as opposed to going in cosplay. Is it, you know, uh, I don't know if you ever saw this. I can't believe I'm referencing Soccer AM to you for the second time this week. <laughs> uh, full Kit Wankers? Yeah, yeah, Full Kit Wankers. Yeah, yeah. Is that, you know, if you go to a wrestling show dressed up as a wrestler, complete with replica belt. Yeah. You're a Full Kit Wanker? Uh, no, I think you would be a, a, a Full Kit Wanker if um, <laughs> you were wearing, say, a wrestler's T-shirt and their accompanying... Uh, shorts, mm -hmm. so not cosplaying as someone. Because I wouldn't say that if you went to a football game in a full football kit, you are cosplaying as a football player. But you are. You are, but it's not thought of that way. The it? jocks like, have a different word for it. But this guy, yeah, but this guy, you know, going dressed up as Kevin Owens, he was cosplaying as Kevin Owens. He wasn't going in full kit, full coswanker. <laughs> when have you gone full coswanker yes. at a wrestling show? That's the segment now. Uh, Adam emails in to say, Hi, Luke and Ollie. Uh, I had always used the excuse that I never had time to exercise and my weight had ballooned out to 140k, 22 stone. Mm. Once the pandemic hit and lockdowns began, I knew I no longer had that excuse. Started walking every day using one of those vital walking challenge programs to keep me motivated. One of the benefits of living in the most lockdown cities on the planet, I had a combined 263 days since this all began, meant that I was able to get better habits and even though things are getting back to normal i have maintained those habits and now walk upwards of 10 kilometers every day whoa last year i covered the equivalent of route 66 it's 3, uh, 3, kilometers damn 
uh, and I I'm, appreciate the consistency of the metric system here. And have gotten my weight down to 104 kilograms, just under 16 and a half stone. Oh my god, that's fantastic. You've you've shed a quarter of your weight through walking alone. <laughs> Uh, not yet at my goal at being back at the... Uh, Could have been diet. <laughs> you don't know that. He hasn't mentioned the weightlifting program he also did. Not yet at my goal of being back in the double digits. Uh, but from simple exercise of walking, which definitely is exercise, I've been able to get my health back on track and encourage everyone to start. Thank you all for the consistent content you put out. And if you can ever get to Melbourne, Australia, the first round is on me. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm thinking about visiting Australia. Gonna, you know playing some tennis tournaments. I don't know. That's I was trying to make a current joke because of the Djokovic stuff. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm, didn't, didn't work. Uh, is he the first tennis player to, to lose his grand slam on the dropping two shots? <laughs> That's good. Yeah. Uh, but well done, Adam. That's fantastic. That is fantastic. That. Well, let's get into the main show itself. We had a, a debate whether we start with Cody or we start with Moxley. We decided to go with Cody. Uh, I thought face or heel would be the better mm. thumbnail, although I was tended by go F yourself. Um, <laughs> we'll talk about both things in this full review. G-F-Y. <laughs> Here is the show. Is he a heel? Is he a face? I think he's whatever you want him to be. I'm Ollie Davis. This is Luke Owen D.A.D. Welcome to the AEW Dynamite Review. Please, if you haven't already, hit the subscribe button for the WrestleTalk Podcast Show. Leave us a comment down below. Punch that thumbs up button in the face and send in your ultra chats. Omega chats, I mean, to WrestleTalk.com forward slash support. And this episode is brought to you by patreon.com forward slash WrestleTalk. There's never been a better time to become a Patreon pledge hammer. Why, you ask? Well, tomorrow, 2004 Royal Rumble gets reviewed by Ooh. these two guys. About a three-hour podcast with audio clips and things like that from the show itself. And tonight, it's Fan Quizzle Mania, hosted by Andy and Adam this month? Yep, Adam Blompier and Andy Datsun. So if you like Quizzlemania and you've thought, oh man, these guys are idiots, I would do so much better than all of them. Cannot believe they brought back Grand Pooh Bear for another go at this when like, <laughs> he's just never going to win. Why is Denise always on this show? She's never going to win. Well, you could now prove yourself. <laughs> Can you beat Greg Cherry or no. Dan? Uh, let's find out. Fan Quizzlemania, we've actually got a clip of that coming up later on today. Uh, right, so this episode of AEW Dynamite, another fantastic show, I thought. You said it was as good as Raw. It was on the same relative <laughs> level as Monday Night Raw, yeah. a four out of five. But yes, that's not lose sight of the fact that a four out of five for Dynamite is about a 107 out of five for Raw. You know no one buys that, right? I don't care. <laughs> Like, no one buys this argument that you give. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I, why not? I've, I've explained it. No, I know, but people just see they the just numbers. No. It's the numbers, and the numbers are the same. You can't say that numbers are different. If I start... I mean, I, mean, I, I guess I could do a percentage-based system. That'd be very fun. difficult to track. Yeah. I'll think about it. Maybe I'll do a poll. Anyway, on this episode, we had two big returns. John Moxley to open the show and Cody, who'd been gone for three months, 
but somehow, and a testament to the guy, he knows how to work us all. Cody's return, after being missing for like 10 days, was, in my opinion, even more anticipated because of all the free contract, free agent news that broke on Monday. He comes down to the ring and he cuts a tweener promo, I would argue. Yeah, it's funny. So I came into the office today and Adam says like, oh, so Cody's a heel now. Mm. And I was like, not really. And he was like, no. And I was like, well, he sort of was. But like, because tweener is a very bizarre term. Because a tweener, so like Steve Austin is the classic example of a tweener. A badass tweener. A badass tweener because he was getting babyface reactions and he was put in babyface positions, but he wasn't always doing morally babyface things. He was a bit of a prick. Wasn't doing heel things, but he wasn't doing morally (laughs) blue-eyed babyface things. Mm -hmm. So he was shades of grey. As, uh, as Vince Russo would say, shades of grey, bro. And, you know, the sort of tweener thing was sort of born sort of about that. And all of a sudden, before you knew it, everyone was that. Thing. The Rock, Undertaker. Everyone, Triple yeah. H, Mankind. Everyone was this tweener. No one was actually blue or, you know, black or white, babyface or heel. So Cody's promo here was like, oh man, hey, do you know who's the best wrestler in the world? Do you know who's actually the real CM Punk? That's Cody Rhodes. Like, which is a very heel thing to be doing. But then he's like, hey, do you know what sucks? NXT. <laughs> do you know what? You're right. Know- no. <laughs> I boo NXT. AEW is a better product. And he's like, man, do you know who's awesome? The Young Bucks. Boo, no, they're the heels. Hey, do you know who else is awesome? Jay Lethal. We love Jay Lethal. <laughs> Yay, go Cody. And it was this bizarre thing. Because even when he was doing the whole like, do you know who's the real CM Punk around here? It's old Cody Rhodes. Everyone was like, boo that. And he was like, I went to Ring of Honor in New Japan. You all cheered me. And they're like, we did cheer you. Yay, Cody. <laughs> Wait a sec. He's right. Yes. It was a fascinating, fascinating promo. An excellent excellent promo. promo as well on top of that and it's it's funny as well so we put this up sorry i do apologize that i had my discord sound still on there who's sending me a message bet it's andy no it may not have been um <laughs> it was in fact pete um but yeah it was funny so we put this title up is cody actually heal uh, should we have another poll we could do i was gonna say we can do a poll on this because remember the last time we did this poll it was about 50 50 mm. which was fascinating mm. um i think it was about 55 45 right so we put this title up, Is Cody a Heel? And we had the thumbnail, Face or Heel? We actually got quite a lot of like vitriol in the early doors comments from people being like, you need to stop talking about this. It's painfully obvious if you've ever watched wrestling in your life. And then they'll say, he's a face. Or someone else will say the exact same thing. He's a yeah, heel. Yeah. My favorite one was actually, someone left a comment and was like, you guys have clearly never watched wrestling in your life. He is not a, he is... There's no such thing as a face or heel anymore. Oh, no. And if you've ever watched wrestling before, you will know this is building to a heel turn. I was like, so you do think there are such things as faces yeah. and heels? Contradicted himself in the end. My favorite one was actually from the Guilty Hat. And Guilty Hat is a, a regular Ultra Chatter, mm. a regular Omega Chatter. And he just left a comment that said, I don't even think Cody knows. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's... So here's, here's the promo. Cody comes out. There's an enormous ladder in the ring, which oh, yeah. puts the fear of God in me, to be honest, because it's probably setting up a well, it is setting up a match with Sammy Guevara, and he's going to jump off that something fierce. And Cody talks. Well, he st- at the start he just goes, "So, what do you guys want me to talk about?" Yeah, and it was like a real early, like pre AEW Bullet Club 
Cody style delivery, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. That sort of heel cheeky bit of bit of stardust thrown in there, I, I thought, from his mannerisms. Yeah. Not, not he, no overt uh, at all. And he had that moment when he thought about, you know, who's the guy who really did the CM Punk stuff? Mm. It was the look over the shoulder to be like, yeah. I did that. And then, he, yeah, he brings up CM Punk's pipe bomb promo from 2011. And then he says, but then Punk went away. Who did all that stuff that Punk said he'd do? I started the competition. I carried the anti-monopoly torch on my back. I built the forbidden door. Yeah. And that's when everyone started to cheer him. And then he started, yeah, going off on NXT. I said a bit about wrestling journalists. Uh, he buried Red Dragon and the Bucks. Uh, he said, hey, he talked about Brody King coming in. And he said, you know, because obviously Brody Lee was once there. He said, and we didn't rename Brody King because we're not in the business of renaming people like Gunther McGillicutty. Yeah. Again, that's a babyface line. God, WWE are dumb, aren't they? But we're cool over here. Uh, and what? And then, it, then he sort of ended it by saying something, something about a contract. It wasn't the contract I wanted. Yeah, he said that Tony had sent both him and Sammy a contract before the ladder match that's been booked for Beach Break next week, and then was like, eh, "It's not the contract I wanted." Alluding to this idea that he is this free agent, he's currently working without a contract for. AEW. I was actually surprised that didn't get a big reaction. Hmm. I think he thought that would get the big like oh moment, but it sort of didn't. Hmm. Uh, there was a few Royal Rumble chants apparently. Yeah, that that stumbled him a little bit when people <laughs> shouted Royal Rumble at him. Um, but yeah, he, he sort of ends it setting up the TNT Undisputed title match against Sammy for next week. But what I loved about this is I ha- I. You know, people have been booing Cody. People have been cheering Cody. And Cody, to his credit, has addressed it. He hasn't gone out of his way like John Cena once did to be full-on babyface guy, rides above hate, whatever. He would he would be like, please cheer me. Like, pl- Here's my shoes. Yeah, here's my shoes. And I think he meant that sincerely. And it hasn't worked. And I thought, I don't know how he can get out of this. Because if he turns fully heel... The people who are currently booing him are going to cheer him. Like Roman Reigns. Precisely. And what he's done here is he has just cut a character consistent promo. This is him as a character. And if he says things you agree with, like the NXT rename, like him starting AEW, you cheer. But at the same time, he was essentially crapping on CM Punk. That's, that makes total sense for him but, but while as a the, character. But while at the same time saying it wasn't the return of the year, it's the return of the decade. So he's like saying that CM Punk returning is great. But at the same time by saying, but he didn't really do all that stuff that was in that mm. career, like in that game-changing promo. Because I did that. I went to Ring of Honor. I went to New Japan. I teamed with the Young Bucks. That, to me, says there's a Punk Cody feud a couple of months down the line. I think so. Oh, yeah. you... When you you want to see that? 100% I want to see that. Yeah. Like, I, you know, we've we've said a lot about Cody on this show in these reviews. Because, like, you have to, I suppose. Mm. Because there's been, like, this weird talking point. And I have really stuck to my guns that, and I, I've seen some people say in the chat today, I do not buy he is a, quote, delusional heel. I don't no. buy I don't buy that in the slightest. I think you could make an argument in previous weeks, but here... This was not a delusional. This was Bullet promo. Club Cody. That's exactly it. It's Bullet Club Cody, mm. and you got to remember, like Bullet Club was a heel stable that was er- like everyone loved. Mm-hmm. It was New World Order. Totally. It was the NWO in terms of like, yeah, they're the baddies, 
but they're selling all of the merchandise and everyone wants to be part of the NWO because it's the cool group. And that's what Bullet Club was. And that's what this promo was here. It was heel in some ways, but he was saying things to get people on side. So it's a fascinating little character thing. So I absolutely do not buy the delusional heel argument. I also, I am adamant, and I really will stick to my guns, and this is a hill I will die on. This is only a recent decision. Yes, I Everything agree. he's been doing up until this point was babyface and trying to get babyface reactions. Because I think he thought to himself, I can turn this around. Hmm. This has all started to fall apart since the Anthony Agogo feud, and I've been on this steady decline. But if I keep putting myself in babyface positions and aligning myself with babyfaces against an army of baddies, I can get those babyface reactions. And lest we forget, on occasions it worked. Remember when he came out to make that save and the place went bananas for him? And be like, oh yeah, Cody's here. And it, so it did work. So I do think that this is a very recent thing. It was when he challenged Sammy and he teased going down the heel ramp and then went back and went down the babyface tunnel. I think that's the week, maybe, you know, the week prior to that, that he's going in this new direction. Yeah. He even said explicitly here, I'm not going to turn heel. Yeah. And I believe him. Uh, I, but I don't think that makes him a face. I do. I completely agree with you. And in the same way, I don't think it makes him a heel. Mm -hmm. I think it, you are right. This is one of those times. And it's a lead, actually for the first time, I think this is a, an actual argument. So people, Triple H used to make this argument about John Cena. When people say like, why doesn't John Cena turn heel? Or why doesn't Roman Reigns turn heel? Because the crowd are booing him. And Triple H always made the argument that like, well, if you boo him, then he's a heel. And but it's like, yeah, but he's not though, is he? Because mm. he is 100% your top babyface and you're presenting him as the top babyface. Just because I boo him doesn't mean I think he's a heel because you're telling me he's a babyface. This, however, is, I think, the very first time that you can make that argument. If you, if if you want to boo him, then he's a heel to you. If you want to cheer him, he's a babyface to you because you can pick and choose those moments from that promo mm. where he does manage to get both of them. And it doesn't come across as contrived either or unbalanced. It's... It's quite remarkable. I thought it was a, st a sterling promo. Yeah, great content, well delivered. Uh, but as with Cody, it's also a lot of stuff. Yeah. Will the stuff stick? I, I don't know. This could all be dropped next week. Legit. Is Cody actually a heel now? It's 50-50. No. How, how many votes? I, I can't see. We've had nearly 600 votes on this. It's now 51% into the no category. But it is well, like bloody close. It's still like 50-50 here. We left Europe because of something like this. <laughs> That's how close it is. So keep, we'll close that in f after the chats to see uh, if anyone wants to have a, a last ditch effort. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're 
you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. So let's see what the chats have to say. Jacob Smith says, Forgoing my weekly manifestation of trios titles for Cody, I started watching AEW around the time of the Agogo feud, so Cody's always been hard to care for. Seemingly rejecting face-heel alignment was genius, and I'm captivated to see where it goes. Because I think there are some people, I know you are certainly in this camp, mm. and I know that Tempo to Yu-Gi-Oh is as well, but when he was doing those promos and lead-up to the Jericho match, it was when I was actually, I was on holiday, and I was listening oh, to the podcast, and really? you were like, I think of him as my brother. Yeah. Uh, we'll rattle through these because there's a lot. Jack Nichols, Cody's promo was fire. A real tweener, right and righteous, but still a total dick. Love it. What's your favorite Sonny, Sonny Siaki match? match. <laughs> I don't get it. Sonny Siaki was a like a lower, like a prelim guy in TNA. Uh, he was taking tagged remember him. He tagged with a guy. He, some people thought, oh, he's going to be the next rock. And, <laughs> and he really wasn't. He teamed with a guy called Apollo, I think, for a little bit. Mm. They were a tag team in TNA. But he was like, you know, pre-show guy in TNA. Do you have a favorite match? Uh, one of the pre-shows for like Victory Road 2004 <laughs> or something. Peace out, you beautiful buggers. Skitching. Skitching! Bam! 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 It's a Mega Drive game. The Guilty Hat. High heels of Wrestle Talk. Maybe I'm reading too deep. A common problem with Cody promos, in truth, but this promo felt like it was setting the groundwork for Cody versus Punk, and honestly, that'd be something I'd quite like to see Cody do. LIW for life, Pete was robbed. 
Nate S. Cody Cut Reverse, you people promo. Oh my, Nate S, <laughs> yes! Oh, that is that is an incredible way to phrase that. I really thought as soon as he started to mention the pipe bomb that he was going to say he was taking the TNT title with him unless he got the contract and world title match he wanted. 2K Amal. When Cody started the promo, I was like, okay, what is this prick going to talk about this time? But at the end of the segment, I was like, god damn, I love Cody. It made me feel like I was the heel for souring on him. That's amazing. I love that. I also, I, I still don't think this is to work around the never challenge for a world title mm. thing. Unless he went fully heel, I think Cody is the sort of wrestler that will respect that, the stipulation. Jackson Tyndall, I don't know what it was, but that look over the shoulder and smile had me so excited. If Cody wants to be this tweener, I'm behind him 100%. Chance 25, Cody's promo had a lot of buzzword stuff in it. I know Sean Ross Sapp said he wasn't a fan of the heel mention, and yeah, same. But despite that, I really enjoyed it. Really fun episode of Dynamite overall, but for F's sake, let the women wrestle longer than a promo. Brett J. Rasmussen, I believe that Cody is becoming Lex Luthor. Cody was the one who started the revolution that Punk talked about. Cody built the forbidden door. Cody is the one that we cheered for. Cody is appeasing to get us on his side, but he has other plans like Lex. Did, everyone, did anyone actually ever like Lex Luthor? No, I, don't, I don't, yeah, I don't know if I agree with the Lex Luthor comparison. Unless you meant Lex Luger. Mm. But even then... Perseus M, congrats to Cody for successfully pulling off the Schrodinger's heel turn. <laughs> Did you see my tweet? No. I, I rarely tweeted. And I said, Cody is a heel or a face in the same way that the totem at the end of its inception is down and up. Yeah. Uh, genetic ghost, finally, for now. Long time no chat, lads. At this point, I wouldn't be surprised if Cody leaving the elite and all the seeds planted along the way were meant to happen. I don't think that. Yeah, I'm not sure I, I, I buy into that either. But I think we can comfortably say, going by the chats there, that whatever the answer is, colour us intrigued. It Very worked so. this week. This is... Yeah, okay, I, I, I think this is... I think this is the first time I've been interested in Cody in a while. Because I, I've enjoyed some Cody stuff, but I think a lot of through the summer mm. and actually through the end of the year, I was like, I'm not really enjoying this version of Cody at all. There was a bit of resistance there. There really there? was. But I think it's because he was still trying yeah. to be the babyface. Like, I don't, I think his Malachi Black feud started great, mm -hmm. but then sort of fell off the rails. And I think the Andrade feud didn't really work either. And I think actually it just damaged Andrade. Mm -hmm. But now, I'm like, I'm now back into being like, I could I could stand to see some more Cody on my television screen. I don't know what you're talking about. Andrade is <laughs> doing fine. Um, so we are brought to you by our own Patreon today because tonight is Fan Quizzlemania. If you don't know what Fan Quizzlemania is, it's what it says on the tin. It's a monthly fan version of Quizzlemania that we do for Pledgehammers every month. And everyone takes part. The fans take part. Andy hosts it. You get to compete against whoever else is there. Like, usually it's one of us. Adam's there tonight. So, yeah, here's a little clip. I think the next round is a new round. I apologise in advance. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, this round is called Moose or Moose. So, uh, I'm going to be showing you a deep, deep close-up no. uh, of something. And you have to tell me <laughs> whether it is Moose or moose, or there are other rounds which are all animal themed. There's not always moose. Right, moose oh, or I moose? 
just oh, a wow. You really, you, you really can't a, see that, that's, can you? That's a single <laughs> pixel, Andy. Which of these two answers <laughs> is the wrestler? Because he spells his name both ways. Oh, yeah, Rhino is how he spells his name in TNA. Yeah, but you... I mean, it's obviously that one, isn't it? Because the, the animal is a Y. I'm not even going to look at the comments. It is called... The Names. Shit. Cool, Cole. Okay. It's, of course, I'm the Boogeyman, and I'm coming to get you. Here's uh, Happy Thanksgiving. 2020 guns. 2020 ton. It's 2020 none. It's 2021. <laughs> it's a portal into Andy's mind more than anything else, which is yeah. fascinating. Yeah. 2020 gun. Mm -hmm. 2020 none. Moose or moose? It's, uh, I mean, someone said in the chat, it's probably the worst round in fan mania <laughs> history. Um, also, someone said in the chat as well, being like, you know, hey, do you get a belt if you win it? If you win it, you legit get a Quizzlemania trophy. Mm. You get a Quizzlemania trophy sent to your front door if you win Fan Quizzlemania. Um, it is a, a hell of a lot of fun. So head on over to patreon.com forward slash WrestleTalk and you can get involved with Fan Quizzlemania tonight. It's Andy and Adam on. In fact, I think it's next month. Laurie. Oh, no, it's, it's me on, next month. Is it you next month? It's so it's Laurie in March then. Laurie is doing fan Quizzlemania. We're building that up because he does not want to do it. Laurie hates it. <laughs> Laurie hates quizzes. <laughs> uh, get links in the video description below, I'm sure, and the mods are probably pasting it everywhere. Uh, yeah, patreon.com forward slash wrestle talk. Right, so the rest of this episode. Do you want to close the poll? Oh, yes. 50 50. God damn. Un honestly, nearly Luke, it's obvious. It's obvious. <laughs> if you've ever if watched, watched wrestling. wrestling. Yeah, legit. <laughs> nearly a thousand votes on there. 50 50. Right, so this episode was opened by John Moxley's. Quite emotional return, not quite emotional, very emotional mm -hmm. return from three months uh, after he decided to get treatment for his alcohol addiction and opened right away. I think that's the right move. Totally. Uh, and he comes out and he freaking apparently lobbed uh, the bottle and it just hit this security woman in the head, but like ages away. Oh, wow. So, you know, but you know, he's so intense in the moment, he kicked over a, a bin. And he just looked like a bit like Dean Ambrose. Like he, it looked five years younger. It's amazing, mm. isn't it? Like he, I, I what opened up being like, damn, he looks really, really good. Looks rested, looks healthy. Was he he looks incredible. And then people started sharing photos of him before he left. And I was like, I did not see it. It's crazy, I, isn't it? it right, it's right in front of you. It was right there, and I never saw it. And yeah. so he came back looking like this, and I was like, good, crikey, he looks incredible. Um, so he gets in the ring. The whole crowd are singing Wild Thing, Welcome Back Chance. And I, I've, I've got to admit, like I was, I'm sure we all were, I was quite overwhelmed by it all. Mm -hmm. And then this freaking douchebag. Like, it's quite rare in a big show like that to hear a single voice heckle. And this one person yelled, get this trash out the ring. He called him a drunk. Oh, my God. 
Like, I don't think we know exactly what he said. Is, is that, that, that I think that was, yeah, people have, like, listened to the audio, and you can hear him shout, uh, you know, get, it was like, get this man a drink, and oh it was like, God. I'm pretty sure he called him a drunk. Yeah, well, it, it's disgusting behavior. Yeah. And Moxley, because he's Moxley, did not miss a beat, and he just went, go F yourself. He said the F, uncensored for the East Coast. And then he said, get that piece of S out of here. Yeah. And then he went right into an amazing promo, spoke so eloquently about, like, poetically. Moxley's pro, you know, Punk's a good promo. Moxley's a freaking beat poet sometimes, like a Bukowski or something. Talks about the scars inside, the demons on his back. Those things make you who you are. You shouldn't be afraid to open up about it. He doesn't run from demons. He beats that S out of them. I'm getting chills reading my notes back. And that he's more dangerous than ever because all he drinks now is blood. That's incredible. He's Shayna Baszler now. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was just an amazing, amazing promo. So cool mm. to see him back as well. Um, I remember like Meltzer was talking about this on uh, Observer Radio when he was announced for the GCW show this weekend, which has got an incredible card. Yeah. By the by. The by. It's got a, a wicked card on it because he's defending his title against Homicide. And Meltzer was like, I can't believe that AEW like signed off on the fact that they were the people that got to announce his mm. return. And he was like, I've got to think he's back this Wednesday because I don't think you want to have like a guy you're paying a lot of money for to have his return at a different show. So I think he, you know, he was always going to probably return here. And there were some people who were like, why would you announce it ahead of time, have it as a surprise? But the fact that it opened the show, I think it's going to do a very good number. And especially with the lead-in that they're getting from Big Bang Theory, which I've, I found out, this is really interesting. I was listening to um, Andrew Zarian on We're Live, Pal. Mm. Do you know that one of the key demos that AEW is really soaring in now, or is like really doing well in, is females. Oh. Off the, and it's off the back of the Big Bang Theory lead-in. Is it that? Or is it Hanger being champion? I mean, it could go either way, I suppose. But yeah, apparently because Big Bang Theory does really, really well in the female demographic, no. that now that lead-in is leading into AEW's female demographic numbers being like going all the way up. So if you then open that with John Moxley cutting this sort of promo, the idea being that like women are, are more uh, receptive to this sort of thing, that might help them continue hmm. to say. I thought it was a really, really smart play. I, I think this it was an awesome segment. I uh, unfortunately have no trust in the people who think Big Bang Theory is worth watching. I mean, yeah, I, I man, I, I don't get it either. Uh, but not for me. It's it's not for me either. But a lot of people watch it. Uh, a lot yeah, of people uh, still, but like Coldplay and voted for the Nazis. <laughs> and to, you can't to, trust people. To quote Peep Show. <laughs> You can't trust people. Uh, I, just to clear something up, um, in my review of this on the news, I sort of said, you know, this this was almost perfection. And I, th I, I didn't get across my point well enough because a lot of people in the comments have been like, oh, no, I disagree. I think, like, they were... It, it was great how the crowd was so silent because I, they were hanging on every yeah, word. Totally. And I agree. I, I poorly worded it because I was just so pissed off by that piece of crap who heckled him at the start. I said, like, that... That knocked me. Mm. Otherwise, this would have been like an all-time segment. But through no fault of anyone's, apart from that guy, it wasn't. But yeah, I wasn't. I wasn't sort of doing it down. I, I equally loved it. As GCW said over the weekends, because there were some like uh, apparently some really hateful people at the last GCW show, which is mm. very uncommon for GCW. But Brett Lauderdale was like, you know, the bigger this company gets, <laughs> the more you're going to sort of grow outside of that core fan base yeah, that's been yeah. there forever. And you are going to get those sorts of people. And, you know, all you got to do is just tell us 
and we'll and we'll sort mm. it out. Uh, after that, we cut backstage to MJF, and he he apologised to Wardlow for losing his rag on him last week. But you know, you did put your hands on me. That's a bad example to set. So I'm going to have to dock your pay. And it's his birthday. On his birthday. <laughs> My favourite part of this, though, is when he was like, you know, Punk got lucky last weekend with a fluke roll-up. Although Wardlow should have reversed it. <laughs> <laughs> Wardlow's facials here. Oh, so great. Uh, we went into Adam Cole and Britt Baker. Oh, sorry, before we mm -hmm. do jump on. We do need to. No, I know we need to uh, rattle through. But uh, I, the MJF thing I thought was interesting outside of all of that because um, Wardlow's in the face of the Revolution ladder match where the winner gets a TNT title shot where that winner could possibly win the TNT title. Mm. It's in Wardlow's contract with MJF that any title that he wins goes oh. to MJF. And that's what MJF said here. was like, you know, you go into that face of the Revolution ladder match and you win the TNT title for me. Mm -hmm. I, do you think that's, you know, do we think he wins the ladder match, beats Cody for the title, and then do we hand it over to MJF or is that where you do the turn? It's a nice uh, rev like revival of the Cody MJF dynamic as well, uh, but I think that stinks of if that's the way. Sammy's another interim, oh. like a transitional champion. Oh, one hundred percent, he is. I think yeah. Cody is for sure winning next week. Uh, Adam Cole tagged with Britt Baker to take on Orange Cassidy and Chris Statlander. Hot damn, this match was fun. Wasn't it great? Comedy at the start, comedy all the way through, to be honest, but still really, really dramatic, which is a really delicate balance to do uh but it all uh the cole got the win in the end after baker was accidentally knocked through a table outside by cassidy cassidy was more concerned with baker than cole was cole was just angry and that let cole punch cassidy in the dick hit the boom for the win yeah fun match really mm. really really enjoyed this um oh man, baker's an absolute star adam cole is just on another level yeah and then Cassidy and Statlander came out. Statlander looked awesome in this. It's the I think probably the best that Statlander has looked. I, I thought it made her look better than her All Out Championship match did. And I thought this was terrific. If I was to be a, a negative Nancy on this, if I if I can potentially, I've, I've seen Adam Cole beat Orange Cassidy mm. a lot now, and we're getting it again next week. Like I get next week is supposed to be the end of this, but also this has been the Super Click beating the best friends week in and week out with very few reprieve, very little reprieve for the best friends. I don't think it's done them any favours. Anything goes, no DQ lights out match, though. And that is a well-protected stipulation mm. by AEW. So I think it's going to be an excellent match next week. I also think it's going to be the debut of Johnny Gargano. Mm. But, you know, and I think that's what we're going to spin off into is Cole versus Gargano. Do you think Cassidy wins because it's unsanctioned? Yeah, I think so. Also, it's beach break. It's going to be a lot of props. I 100% think that, you know, I think Cassidy wins next week. And I think it's count. a heavy comedy one. Oh, you think it's going to be a heavy? I don't think you so. You had I the bloodbath. The, oh, I get, but maybe you want to protect the bloodbathiness. Yeah, That's what I agree. Right. Gory self-mutilation. <laughs> they know no other way. Chris Jericho is backstage with Santana and Ortiz to build the Rampage. Is it Rampage six-man tag? Or uh, it's Dynamite. next week's Dynamite. Um, and Jericho's still trying to make GFY happen. It's not going to happen. Stop trying to make <laughs> fetch happen. That's what <laughs> every, I think of. Every time. Uh, Santana and Ortiz say they've had enough of Jericho. And Ortiz says, you feel me? As he walks out. And Jericho goes, no, I don't feel you. And it just cracked me up. Yeah, it was a weird response to end up on. It was like he was trying to do real acting. Yeah. 
because he then sort of like looks down to be mm. like, and now I think. <laughs> but yeah, I thought Santana and Ortiz came across really cool in this segment, and it's actually made me quite excited for the the match next week because I'm I'm more curious about mm. what Santana and Ortiz are doing uh, as opposed to seeing Chris Jericho uh, fight 2.0. I want them to be with Kingston. Same here. CM Punk took on Sean Spears. They had a little video package that really built this up. So, you know, and given Punk's matches so far, they have gone 10 minutes minimum, really. And that's been part of the feud, MJF's like, you can't beat people quickly. You're past it. You're old. So Punk beats Sean Spears in 20 seconds with a GTS. This was genius. Brilliant. This was absolutely genius. And the, the reason why this was genius is this <clears throat> is... Uh, and you don't hear this very often, this was a good swerve. And the reason why this was a great swerve, A, Smash was hyped <laughs> up last week, right? Yeah. Like in terms of like, you're going to face Sean Spears next week. Sean Spears then cut that promo on Rampage, which was an awesome promo about how like, you don't look past Sean Spears and this and the other. And it was a superb promo. Then you had the video package beforehand that hyped it up like it was this going to be big time match. MJF comes out for commentary. So it's going to be going to go a while because we get MJF on commentary. Punk beats him in 20 seconds. <laughs> and like it's, and it's builds up on what MJF has been saying in all those promos. This was a genius, genius bit of, of a swerve of thinking you're going to zig and they absolutely zagged and I loved it. Yeah, flawless, no complaints. MJF screaming, kick, kick, <laughs> kick. <laughs> Every count for uh, Sean Spears getting pinned. MJF tried to attack Punk after, but Punk saw him, tried to grab him, but just got the scarf. MJF scarpered. Smart baby face. He, <clears> you know, he tried to go at MJF coming to the ring. He wouldn't do so. I'm just going to go to the other mm -hmm. corner and celebrate because I know that he'll then come in and try and attack me from behind. Really, really good stuff, this. Home run. Yeah. Uh, Billy Gunn asked for a Butt Boys tag title shot against the Jurassic Express. Is that what you're going with now? Yeah. You don't want to call them the Ass Boys, so you're going to go with your own thing. Butt Boys are fun. Aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> so just go away, Dan Housen. <laughs> And beat, they beat up Christian, so cool. Yeah, they're in the you know top five. We are, must have had some big changes in the uh, the, the uh, top five rankings after this episode because the number four and yeah. number one teams were beaten. You know when you look, you, we used to look at matches and go, "Oh, that's taking place on dark." I feel like now it's, "Oh, that's taking place on on Rampage." <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. I feel sorry for Rampage. We got the Cody Rhodes segment that we've already covered. Anna Jay and Jade Cargill had a bit of a stilted promo, I thought, backstage building their first TBS title defense for on, Rampage. On TNT. Oh, yeah. Like, we've had two shows on TBS. Title has not been featured whatsoever. You had, you had a women's match and a half <laughs> on this show. <laughs> Tony's like, oh no no, no. Oh, but I'll, get, I'll, get, I'll give you a women's match, but I'm going to put some men in there. It's <laughs> yeah, well. the only way I know how to do this. It was great though. Uh, and then we got Malachi talking of great tag matches. Yeah. Malachi Black and Brody King honoring the House of Black. Justin Roberts introduced them, not representing the House of Black, honoring. They look freaking awesome. And they say it was honoring the House of Black, <laughs> Malachi Black and Brody King. The Kings of the Black Throne, which is now my new favorite tag team name in the world. Like when you hear like when they, they won the PWG titles and stuff, you're like the Kings of the Black. Oh, that's a really cool name. Now you're seeing it on Dynamite and stuff with that entrance. You're like, this is rad. Yeah. I'm not a goth boy. <laughs> I'm, I'm not a metal man, 
But this does something to me. Yeah. Seeing these two, it's, oh, it just gets me freaking ramped. And Varsity Blondes came out. Jesus, like, they look like proper, like, dorks coming out here. It is a tonal <laughs> handbrake. Like, all of a sudden, this Stan Bush track comes on. It's like, you got the touch. You got the power. So like, they come out with their, like, dorky jackets. And they're like, blonde hair. I was like, oh, you can't. You lads are going to get killed here. And they did. And they did. They're, like, Brian Pillman was too scared to wrestle. And they beat him. Someone described this match like, I think the story of that match was, man, Brian Pillman sucks. Well, y- yes, I don't mind it because I think there's been enough psychological character work to get over that Brian Pillman is good enough to beat some people, but he was scared. He was scared. He, Black got in his head. Because he uh, he botched the springboard last week. Loved turning that mm. into part of this match. Like he teased Air Pillman a few times, but Brody King was literally just stood in the ring, staring at him, like almost daring him to do it. And in the end, Pillman like bailed on doing it and good crikey did Brody king throw griff garrison into those stairs yeah <laughs> right i think i watched that back so i was like bloody hell i think that's garrison like garrison really took that bump well it yeah. seems safe so good and then they hit their finish on them which is essentially <laughs> tossing them around slamming them into the mat dante's inferno oh <laughs> <laughs> And then afterwards, Malico Black gets on the microphone and he's like, rise for the House of Black. And there were people in the audience that rose. And I was like, if I was there. Oh, my God. Oh, straight out of my seat. I mean, I probably wouldn't have sat down for that <laughs> match anyway. Because I'd be like, yes! You know when we went to that BT Sport event yeah. and Ilya Dragunov came out? And you turned to me and was like, there is something about Ilya Dragunov that brings out this like guttural feet, like cultural part of myself. I want violence. Yeah. yeah. That is what I get from the Kings of the mm. Black Throne. Yeah. I want very safe violence. <laughs> uh, so Pac then Zoom called and he was doing his bandage thing. It was like a split screen. It was a ruse. He's not really in the House of Black. He's coming for Malachi for revenge, which was a cool, a cool reveal. But I just thought, ah, this... This had more legs in it. I think you could have run that a few weeks, actually have Pat come out, stand side by side with them. Malachi's like, okay. And then Pac turns on them. I wonder if the Ray Phoenix Possibly. injury has slightly altered and changed these plans. Because mm. I thought they were going to do something around the Julia Hart thing this week. Because Julia Hart has been like acting weird on shows and things like that. Wasn't wearing her jacket. Yeah. But I thought, you know, when are you going to do the, 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 the Hart turn and reveal mm. but, you know they've still got time to, to do this i'm well looking forward to pack and penta death triangle versus the king of the black throne like that sounds oh. like a wonderful revolution tag match that is my freaking dream match right now it's penta and all these other people oh uh lance archer is with jake roberts and dan lambert's there too they got a video promo on page rapongi vice had a really funny bit where brandon cutler was was filming and they like did a really polite challenge to the young bucks. Yeah, it was nice because like you know, <clears throat> Rocky Romero comes and he's like, "Brandon, you idiot, you did this." And Trent was like, "You know what? Brandon gets bullied a lot. I think we should just ask him politely. Brandon, would you mind if we we filmed this?" And then at the end of it, he was like, "Good job, Brandon." Yeah, yeah. I wonder if this leads to the Brandon Cutler face turn away from like stop being the stooge for the uh, for mm. the elite. Um, but yeah, Rapongi Vice bringing up their New Japan history and stuff, reteaming for the first time in, in a while to go, on, go up against the Young Bucks this Friday, which will be a hell of a lot of fun. So I really enjoyed everything on the show up until this point. Yeah. Like it was, you know, high four out of five. 
But then we went down into, you know, not not like even three, but it was something low four out of five, where Lance Archer took on Kaz, uh, which is a good idea. Beat that guy in a minute. Looked really impressive, I thought. You're going for the title with Hangman Page, have an angle afterwards. Instead, it went 10 minutes, and Lance took 95% of it, so it's not like Lance looked weak, but it got boring, and I think the crowd felt that as well. This was an epic fail. Mm. I think this was an absolute... And I, I think the rationale was, well, we've got a squash match with Punk and Spears, uh, our women's match is only going to go two minutes because it's basically deep squashing sky blue. We can't have a third squash match here. We need to have some actual wrestling on the show. I suppose an argument could have made was do another squash match here and maybe do, I don't know, another women's match. A longer women's or match. Or a longer women's match. Um, but I don't think you need to do that in the deep sky blue thing. Like that needed to be mm. a squash match. Yes, of course. Maybe you've done uh, deep versus Ty Conti, for example. But you know, like, it, so, but yeah, he just like, ploddingly beat him up for 10 minutes and it was plodding mm. and it was boring and the crowd went very quiet and it's not a great sign for someone who is the next challenger for the world title yeah yeah and i love kaz but How, how's that elite hunter gimmick working out for you kazarian <laughs> you're trying to you're trying to reset lance aren't you i, I think aw think he's come back with all this momentum but there's no momentum unfortunately yeah, i don't think so uh, Lambert cut a promo afterwards on Hangman Page and Lance grabbed the mic and started beating down Kaz. He was going to choke some him on the ramp onto a chair, but Hangers came out for the save. Great and, pop for Hangman. Yeah, yeah, and he was he was good. He was fiery. He brought him out. But, um, you know, I I know, and I've, I've, I've realized this along with everyone else. We went on this journey together. I was into the Hangman chase. I never wanted it to end. And now it has ended, and he had, you know, the Brian Danielson stuff, which I had a little bit of an issue with at first, but, you know, my God, what a great second match. But I don't think, I think he needed a series of big programs, and this is not working for me. This feels like filler. Like, this feels like the filler, this filler feud between <clears throat> what, between Danielson and whatever he's doing a revolution. Cole. Which I think could be Cole if it's not Gargano. Um, Good point, yeah. So I, and I, don't, I don't know what his revolution direction could be. Could be Adam Cole for all I know. Uh, but yeah, this does feel like a filler feud. Mm -hmm. And if it is going to be a filler feud, Lance is a good guy to do that because he's a big guy and like, you know, Hangers coming, like defeating a bigger guy. That's a lot of fun, right? Problem is, it's just that I don't think people are into Lance Archer and I don't think anyone buys him as a credible uh challenger and it doesn't help doing a 10 minute match with frankie as much as i love frankie he's not the guy to be doing 10 minute matches for to make sure that that make sure that lance looks good so yeah, I, d I don't think this worked at all but i do think all the hangman stuff that happened afterwards worked a treat because once they started doing the beat down the crowd started chanting cowboy s cowboy mm. s so they wanted to see him and when he came out get this amazing amazing reaction he was one of the most over people to this crowd so Page is working, but Archer is not. And the problem with that is means that Archer is not going to get Page more over. The baby faces are together backstage. Dante Martin, Matt Seidel, and I haven't written Lee down. Lee Moriarty. Lee Moriarty, of course. 
they've got his back, and Team Taz are like, everyone can't be your big brother, Dante. Uh, Layla Hirsch just completed her heel turn and attacked Red Velvet and Chris Statlander. Uh, then we got Sky Blue versus Serena Deeb, which was just a squash match. Serena, Ruled. Yeah. Deeb tapped out Sky Blue in uh, a couple of minutes. I have three notes for this. This ruled. Deep taps her out, dominated. She's so awesome. Yeah, Deep is fantastic. I just don't know where it's going. Uh, Another Sheeda match. Yeah, it, she she then beats Ty Conti, then she mm. beats Anna Jay, and then she has the the rubber match, I guess, with Sheeda at Revolution, maybe this time. So then we get a load of stuff. Oh man, didn't we just? <laughs> oh no, we've got all these things to promote. Uh, we got more Dan Lambert uh, with. Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page. Page is going to face Moxley on Rampage. We got New Japan footage of Rapongi Vice Love and that. the Bucks, which was really cool. Uh, we got a hook video package. Oh, yeah, because he's wrestling on Rampage against Serpentigo. Awesome. Uh, Jade Cargill and Anna Jay on Rampage. We've been through that. Sammy Guevara answered Cody's challenge. He's in Brazil right now. Oh, are you pointing the face because he might be dating Ty Conti? Yes. That, they confirmed that. Well, <laughs> my face stands. Um, yeah, I mean, I, we were joking about this in the office earlier because we were like, this make, this didn't make me like Sammy because I'm looking out on a frosty Kent morning yeah, where yeah. it's like minus <laughs> six or something. There's Sammy in his Speedos and this beautiful beach. And I'm like, I don't want to cheer you anymore. Well, it's like you just solved the Cody part <laughs> and it's popped out somewhere else. Uh, uh, but I, uh, they also announced it's Red Velvet versus Layla Hirsch, right? Yes, of course. Break. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and we also got <laughs> a vastly confusing. Oh, I mean, okay. So I think I can, I can give you an explanation for this. That I think you may enjoy. Okay. So if you you tell them what happened, Matt Hardy, Andrade, and all of their seconds are in a stairwell. Great place for a business announcement. And Matt Hardy reveals that Andrade has acquired 51% of the Hardy family office. But Matt Hardy and Private Party are going to stay on the board of directors, meaning they can have... It's like a freaking episode of Succession. And it's now... Yeah, Andrade's now president. So, like Succession, this is going to lead to a vote of no confidence. And Private Party are going to turn on Matt Hardy. Because they, the idea being that like Matt Hardy thinks I've got the deal of the century here because, yeah, you own 51%, but my boys have got two of the five seats along with me. We'll always have the lion's share when it comes to board of director votes. Private party, turn on Matt Hardy, vote of no confidence, and that kicks Matt Hardy out. Hardy boys reunion. Yeah. Hardy boys versus uh, private party down the line, I guess. What yeah, a, yeah. I, I don't know what Andrade wants with uh, with the butcher and blade, but hey, he'll have them. Yeah, no, I, that, that's that's roughly where I thought it was going to go as well. Um, man, I can think of a, a lot of other ways <laughs> to get to a Hardy Boys reunion. I mean, do you know what? I could think of a, a thousand other things I'd rather do with Andrade as well. Yeah. Like I don't know, a world challenger for Hangman Page. Wouldn't that have been a much better? Like if he'd given Andrade some wins, yeah, and then totally. he, and you know, climbs way up the rankings, and he was the filler feud between. Danielson and whatever he's doing at Revolution. Much prefer that, yeah. But the main event after, you know, a couple of segments of just unfocused, not as great stuff as usual. We have five shows to promote. The acclaimed versus Sting and Darby Allen. Oh my God. Yeah, so the acclaimed do their rap promo where they made reference to gory self-mutilation. 
and then ended with, we're going to make Sting look worse than Starcade 97. Sting's going to learn a lesson. We'll have him looking worse than Starcade 97. What a line. <laughs> and that was the big self-mutilation thing, but the crowd loved being like, mm. oh, Starcade, yeah. I was there! <laughs> <laughs> it was so, so cool. And this match was, they took out, Dar- took out Derby right away like and wrote him out of the match. So Sting, the Stinger, took, took them on in a handicap match. And it was T-shirt Sting, so I'm like, uh-oh. A lot. I smell a lot of crowd brawling here. <laughs> but it wasn't crowd brawling. It was Stinger in the ringer, and he was doing his stuff, and it was rad. And then the dastardly heel started to work over Sting. So Darby Allen runs back down, and he makes the save for them. And then Sting, 62-year-old Sting, does a dive off the stage onto one of the acclaimed through a table. It was awesome. Coffin drop for the win. This ruled. Incredible. Like, <laughs> as soon as this match started, I thought, yeah, I know. I know what's going to go here. I know the template. And then when Darby gets taken out, like, he's properly helped to the back. Full-on doctor's out injury angle. And then Sting rests up the dive. Oh, my God. It was... He made me feel young again. Yeah. Let alone him. I loved it. Loved it, it loved it. Loved so, it. so much fun. And, yeah, that is Darby and Sting of pins, the number one ranked tag team yeah, in AEW. Point. Like Kings of the Black Throne pinned the number four. So that's got to put Kings of the Black Throne and Sting and Darby Allen into the top five for next week. And I'm Sting and Darby the number one rank. Undefeated, no less. I wonder if that is your revolution tag matches, Jurassic Express versus Sting and his son. You are talking a lot about rankings these last two weeks. Yeah. Are you getting sucked up in New Year, New AEW? <laughs> They, they hey they bring it up on TV. It's not my fault that they do that. I'd like I'd like them to feed into stuff. Yeah, I agree. Overall, surprise surprise, four out of five from me. Uh, but because because you know it's pretty unfocused in the middle. I don't think the page stuff is on fire. I I think four out of five. I would totally agree with you on there. And that is basically because the the page stuff that Lance Archer ten minute slog fest. Did not work for me in the least. Uh, let's see what you thought on the community tab once it loads. Um, apparently, no votes were cast, but that can't be right. People have left comments, so clearly. Yeah, they just two comments. Yeah. Refresh, refresh, seven hours ago. None of the votes were counted on the poll. Let me see. I'm going to try this on my phone. Okay. You, you crack on well, with, the, with the Ultra Jazz. Well, oh, with the- I was going to go for some Patreon shout-outs because this episode is brought to you by Patreon. Uh, remember, it is Fan Quizzle Mania tonight. Go over to patreon.com forward slash WrestleTalk to partake against all your fellow Patreons and Adam Blompier in a quiz run by Andy Datsun. Even on mobile, it's got <laughs> no votes on everything. Must be a bug. There's a bug in the votes. Oh, actually, try voting. I'll change I'll change channel. Hold on. And you also get a shout out on this very podcast if you give $25 a month or more. Thank you, the incredible Tarzo. 50% gave it 5 out of 5, 36% 4 out of 5, 10% 3 out of 5. The incredible Tarzo. I haven't got the Patreon shout outs now. Probably better than Kyle, Philip O'Reilly. You'll have to carry on. The Pharaoh, Steve Mazzaferro. I'm nearly there. 
Always shining, Garrett Albright. Uh, Max Cadwallander Wallen. The easiest name to pronounce, Josh Rosalskis. Lenadoya and Links the Sun. The heir to the throne, Kate Ayers. Brian Null and Boyd. Manipulating Manny Amaria. The true Alpha Wolf. And Cash Wheeler Stole My Wheelchair, Aaron. I, I want to hear that story. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Shame <laughs> on you, Cash Wheeler, you beautiful bastard. Yeah, but you know, heel he. <laughs> it's old school heel he, that. <laughs> Okay, let's get to your ultra chat. WrestleTalk.com forward slash support. That's how that works. Mm -hmm. JS Wooten. Cody is just an honest expletive. Sometimes he makes you go, screw that expletive. Other times, that expletive is all right. That's Cody. And on another note, what if Sus Julia Hart is working with Pac and not the House of Black? Fight, dad, fight. Ollie has the best hair. So people who got misted should start teaming with pack instead <laughs> oh no i used the wrong mist <laughs> I, I used the pack I, mist i used the geordie mist that <laughs> smells like greg's and brown ale <laughs> scent of a wookie cody's promo was unbelievably good the mannerisms burials of king and red dragon and outrage towards those fans who treated him unfairly cemented him to me as the best kind of heel a heel who is actually right the full turn is imminent i don't know if it is now eternal blue i used to be a big cody fan before the agogo match and build i really dislike the america versus the world shtick and i was super turned off and felt super uncomfortable as a less than patriotic american but this promo was so damn good i'm intrigued you seen Cody's interview on that feud? Yes, he admitted when, that he made mistakes. He said it was wrong. He goes, "I, you know, it was a, I thought it was a really good idea, but mistakes were made. Mm. I completely regret it, and I would change everything about it." Really respect him for, for saying that. What uh, a heel. <laughs> Nick Corvello. Hey, guys, I hope you're well. When Cody said in his media statements that his next chapter was going to get bizarre, he wasn't lying. His mannerisms reminded me of a JoJo character. Runnels' bizarre adventure with Cody as the main character for the story arc. Unfortunately, I've never seen JoJo's bizarre adventure. No, I haven't either. Lakshihimham, uh, Narasimham B. Sorry, I get it wrong every time. Loved the Moxley promo. Now want to see a full heel Danielson versus face <gasps> Moxley angle. Danielson can pull the <sighs> wrestler card. I guess I don't know. And no, it will not be a repeat of Dean Ambrose versus Daniel Bryan. Well, the plan before Moxley went was a championship eliminator final of Moxley versus Danielson. Winner goes on to face Page. So I think Moxley, Danielson, Moxley, Page, probably on the cards for the future. Christopher Jazzcat, where do you think we're going to go with a Jazzcat thought? Good. I think good. Good on Mox for calling that fan. F that guy. Can't just be happy to see Mox get help. Mad respect to Mox. Can't have been easy to step away when he did. All the best to him and anyone else who was on the path to recovery. Y'all are worth it. Jazz, jazz, cats. 
Love Jazz Cat. Zeref the first. Not gonna lie, that Mox promo had me captivated. And when he ended with the only thing I drink is blood, I popped in VC with my friends. So glad to see him back and looking lean and mean. Can't wait to see what he does next. Mm. On the subject of the elite, the the elite, Ket says, did not like the ending of the mixed tag match. The actor like Brick going through the table was like Foley falling off Hell in a Cell. If she can have a brutal no DQ match with Thunder Rosa, she can take a table bump. Maybe her look weak to me that is a very good point actually that that sort of sell job was like oh no stephanie's been pushed through a table yeah like a That's manager true. yeah i didn't think of that you you are right um but she had already wrestled a 10 15 minute match uh, yeah yeah but uh, yeah, you're right actually. yeah you and malaine do you think that aew needs a second female ref Notice recently now, and now I can't unsee it. Uh, when there's a woman's brawl, Aubrey will run in and haul off one of them, but then the rest of the rest will sensibly try and break them up and look inept, <laughs> or like idiots. Yeah, I, I you know, more, more, more referees. Ah, uh, you know, you've got so many women's, uh, you can go on the show, really. Uh, Dartrade24, watching today's five-minute breakdown, I heard Ollie question a few times about beach mm. break being in the middle of winter. I believe it's because it's an American college student tradition to take their week spring break and go to places like Cancun every year. Yes, please explain this to me, because spring break isn't in winter. No, is it? It's in spring, it's right? It's in spring, you'd imagine. So, yeah. like, March time. Yeah, but I guess they're like, oh, it's cold, I'm going to go on a beach break now. And get some holiday sun, get some winter sun in. But it's in Ohio. I, I, I don't know. Is there beaches in Ohio? There's a I've beach, never, but I've I don't think it's warm. Never been to Ohio. I don't even know if I know where Ohio is on a map. Is it's probably near Washington? Middle. American. I think it's middle. <laughs> Laxi Himham Narasimham B. On a completely random side note, every time I see Orange Cassidy, for some weird reason, my brain goes <laughs> Cassidy versus Lesnar. Let's face it, even a freshly squeezed Brock Lesnar elbow could bust Cassidy open the hard way. Cassidy Lesnar, Cassidy Orton. Those are my dreams. Yeah. Christopher Jazzcat, shout out to Tranquilo Cub. His video essays have me co fully mm. convinced that we are seeing the supervillain origin story with Cody. That is a brilliant video. I haven't watched it. Uh, I'm really they're very good. I'm really conflicted, but I kind of want to see what would happen if he won the world title. May have been seed in today's promo. Black Adam, hey guys, haven't tuned in for a while. Work and all. Is it me or are the best friends? Any combination of them losing too much? Yes. <laughs> Trent just came back, and all I've seen him, is them do is lose to Adam and friends. I think lights out is so Orange can finally get a win without it counting. One hundo p. Laxahimham once again. He's been a member for five months. GFY is about as much of a mince as Rooty Tooty Booty was in WWE, though not as cringy. You know he's trademarked GFY. As he, oh, Jared, he is so lame. I'm, well, I'm, it, I'm, hey, I'm hey, glad hey. that everyone is now finally on board with me, who I've been saying for years that Jericho is lame. He's not lame, he just has lame periods. <laughs> because remember, a little bit of the bubbly. Yep. And he launched a whole alcohol company. And what has he done since then? What Name me one great Jericho quote that has come since a little bit of the bubbly, which let's forget was nearly three years ago. The, the misogynist stuff. <laughs> <laughs> the homophobic slurs. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Brett 
said, so women's viewership is up while Wang Man is champion. It's the Big Bang Theory, but not the one you're thinking of. <laughs> Happy to see Mox healthily and revitalized. Mox versus Punk, please. And thank you. Thank you, fellas. Jam that jam. Nick Corvello, in regards to Serena Deep, I was worried with how her match went. I get Sky Blue as a jobber, but it felt Deeb wasn't healing it up enough and she was getting more cheers. Makes me worried if she does return and fans turning on her when the feud resumes. I think there's an argument to make Deeb, just make everyone a badass tweener. Make Deeb a bit more... It worked out so well for WCW. Yeah. Make Deeb a bit more of a tweener. Have a go against Baker. I, I, I don't know. Nick Corvello also wanted to say that given all the BTE story love, uh, history between Brandon and Trent, it was heartwarming and a great twist to see Trent be nice to Brandon since Brandon's turn. Hope this builds to Brandon leaving the buck side and face turn. I agree. Someone actually said in the comment, though, it is Landon. Brian Moore, My Chemical Romance is my favorite band. Bowen saying, welcome to the Black Parade, bitch, before throwing uh, <laughs> Darby off me hard. I didn't hear that. I didn't hear that. Oh, <laughs> that's fantastic. Ten Rosa. Hey, guys. <laughs> Uh, I hope you don't have to rush these streams. Love the long show. This is an interesting <laughs> show. Mostly good, but that Cody segment was an interesting promo case study. Mm. Sting is just autumn. Love Rapongi Vice. Check out New Japan Gold series. So just on uh, My Chemical Romance, Brian Moore, you'll be pleased to know that that was one of the first songs Adam Blompier decided to sing the first time we went out with him to karaoke. It was, yeah. I used to refer to My Chemical Romance as My Chemical Kazi because I thought they were absolute toilets. Uh, Bacon Rasher. Hi, lads. I'm here representing LIW for, 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 for life as NXT 2.0 is terrible. Therefore, the custody of AEW Dynamite Review should be on the line for at least a period of time as a swap. So this was brought up on After Dark yesterday. You finish it, I'll, I'll tell you the, how it Royal went. Rumble, double down predictions, maybe? Or are you chicken S-word? So what they were saying was <laughs> that we would switch. So they would do Dynamite and we would do NXT for like a month. It means we don't have to work Saturdays. So that's, you know, that's only one, that's only one bonus. I don't have to work Saturdays now. But I, no, I, what, yeah, what I mean is that we don't have to work, like, because they don't want to do Raw, but they do want to do Dynamite. So they would get Dynamite for a month and we would get NXT if we lost. Okay. Okay. That, I, there is something in that. God, that is a freaking prediction battle I would not want to lose. Wow. Uh, Charles Berg. Ollie, we got heat. Not only has it been two years, uh, you still haven't tried my pancake recipe, which sucks. But in yesterday's video, one of your insult names was Charles Randolph. No. My full name is Charles Randolph Burke. You hurt me. You broke my heart. <laughs> oh, Charles, I'm so sorry. You, did you see what I did? Yes. I was threatening people if they didn't subscribe, I'll give them lame names. And I honestly was just coming up with stuff off the top of my head. <laughs> hey, but Charles Randolph is kind of a early 2010 NXT developmental name. Yeah. That isn't your... People don't call you that. People call you Charles Berg. That's like Goldberg or Sunberg. That's a cool name. I'll dig my way out of this situation. <laughs> Brandon Agois. Hi, lads. In today's cold open for the news, Pete said that by subscribing to the channel, I help him regain the championship, so I unsubscribed. Got your back, Luke. Thank I you, don't Brandon. know what he's playing at. What? <laughs> Surely he knows that we're trying to make people subscribe. And just a last-minute one. Hello says, 
Cody mentioned the Bucks and Red Dragon. What if we get Cody and the Bucks reunion to fight Undisputed? Then Roderick Strong joins Undisputed Era for the Man Advantage. When it gets too much, Omega comes back for a full elite versus Undisputed eight-man blood and guts. I like that. Cody has never really been part of the AEW Super Elite, though. No. You'd have to do a bit of storytelling groundwork. To me, that's Omega Page Bucks. Yeah. I think it, since day one, it's very much been like, we're the New Japan side of things, and and you're the WCW side of things, the NWA side of things. Mm-hmm. Um, Two very, like, you know, they haven't interacted a whole heck of a lot. I mean, they were going to be part of that, the first Blood and Guts match, I suppose. So ah yeah of course you know, when Matt, they did but, stadium stampede yeah but you know with also was he in the stadium stampede match I don't think he was no that was Bucks Omega yeah, and Hardy and Hardy yeah, of course yeah, versus no, right. Circle yeah. Um, but yeah I, I I think there's some some value to that though Pete currently now I know we're just gonna wrap things up he is proper Big Show 2000 after the Royal Rumble where like you know. Big Show won the Royal Rumble, and he actively proved that The Rock did cheat to win. But everyone was like, "No, nah, boo the Big Show!" Though. <laughs> <laughs> so Big Show was coming out, and Cohen promised being like, "Guys, don't boo me anymore. Yeah. I won the Royal Rumble." I was like, "Boo, boo, Big Show!" Yeah, Pete, Pete is still on this kick that he is the wronged baby face. <laughs> And I was like, oh, so you're doing a delusional heel thing now? He's like, no, 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 no. I'm, I'm actually the baby face because yeah. Luke won it dishonorably, and I'm like. Nobody sees it that way. <laughs> <laughs> Only you see that one. He's like, and I was screwed out of day one. I was like, no, you lost at day yeah. one. And he's like, Luke didn't defend his title at day one. I was like, we didn't do live reactions yeah, to yeah. day one. So it is it is fun because while, you know, everything's kayfabe and a bit of fun, in this bit, it's a shoot. Pete really <laughs> wants the title. I mean, we all do, yeah, but yeah. Pete really wants the title. It's because he worked so hard on this design and then he hasn't won it since. Well, you should have seen the original design that Pete worked on because it was really like, Pete, cool. I'm, there was no jam jar. It was just like a, you know, like a House of Black style design. <laughs> I'm like, what, where's the jam jar? I was like, well, you know, it's meant to be a serious belt. I was like, it's, no. a, it's called the jam Championship. <laughs> Still on live reactions in predictions. Yeah. Um, but... He is a worthy competitor. He could win that off you. He could do. At the Royal Jamble, we've got two big-time matches on next Saturday's Royal Rumble reactions. It is me versus Chopper Pete, the rematch of Survivor Series for the Jam That Championship, and a 10-person Royal Jamble match. We have now believe we have been informed by the 10 competitors that they are officially entering themselves in. We'll be finding out who those 10 are in the coming week. Wow. Two, two, two rumbles. Well, two yes, jambles. Two jambles, yeah. I mean, it's the same 10 people in there. Yeah. Wow. Well, also, remember to go over to patreon.com forward slash WrestleTalk and click there because it's Fanquizzlemania tonight. Yeah. And it's the WrestleTalk Extra exclusive review of Royal Rumble 2004 tomorrow with me and Luke. I said in yesterday's meeting that Pete and Tempest had every chance of outdrawing the Raw review this week. Because the Raw review didn't do great numbers on the old YouTube. I probably stopped that. It's pretty terrible audio. <laughs> it's a drum roll. Um, and they obviously had all of the Gunther stuff. And I was like, I reckon you may outdraw Raw this week. They 
technically sort of did. What? So we had about like, there's about 15K on the raw review mm-hmm. after a 24 hour period, but that's since grown to about 18, 19. They got 17 <gasps> after their first 24 hours, which means that they are below what raw is currently, but in that 24 hour span, they did outdraw Raw for the week. Also, I guess we'll see what it is on Friday tomorrow. Mm-hmm. But damn. I mean, it, it takes a lot for them to come for the... I didn't think it would ever get to that with Raw. No, I that's really a, didn't. That's a testament to how... It's been much better this... You know, that was it was on par with Dynamite this week. Yeah. <laughs> but I guess it requires people to build up that trust again to, to actually tune in. But I think as well, you know, when we were reviewing Raw last year, I mean, I mean sort of like early 2021 and mm. all of 2020, really, when it was a terrible show. Awful. What people were doing is they were tuning in to see us review a terrible show. Now that it's a nothing show and it's actually just, it's okay. Four out of five. There's nothing... You, you, I, you, people aren't being like, oh, man, well, I've got to see what people said about Maurice hitting Beth Phoenix with a brick. They're actually just like, I, I did watch the show this week. And I'll probably see what happens next week and see if I want to tune into that one instead. Called that one wrong, didn't I? Well, you did think it was going to be this big, big moment. No, I thought it was funny. It was funny. I thought everyone would get on board because it was silly. But I guess it's not as genius as the uh, no time to... <laughs> Die thumbnail. No time to get over. <laughs> or the Spider-Man event, ah. which we did twice. And people hounded us the second time we did it. Be like, guys, you've already done this joke. Well, that's the joke. It's a meta joke. Because if you put those two thumbnails next to each other on the heads of the Spider-Man pointing at each mm-hmm. other, that's very clever. Well, before we get into the rest of the emails, got any plans for the weekend? Uh, no. No? You've been banned from asking me about <laughs> this. How about you? Uh, I uh, We're doing our first road trip with the kids. Oh to see what it would be like for her to sleep in a different place because we are going on a holiday break at the end of February. Mm. So we need to test that. And like, you know, the kids are going to have to sleep somewhere different. So we're having a trial run to see what it's going to be like taking us somewhere. So we're going to my in-laws for the weekends. In the same bed as you still? Uh, so we're taking, the, we're going to take the Moses basket that she's currently sleeping in, but we are going to set up the travel cot and try and put her into that. Mm-hmm. And if that doesn't work, we could put her in the Moses basket within the travel <coughs> cart. And okay, because like the idea would be that we'd, it's one less thing for us to take. We can just take the travel cart then. Can you? St- can she just start sleeping in your normal house in the travel cart? That is also so. Then she's that- a hundred percent portable baby. But then you uh, you run the risk of that she may not be able to sleep in her own bed. And she can only ever sleep in the travel cot. And mm. I don't want her to sleep in the travel cot forever. That's, I mean, that's a temporary solution. She's, well, got an, she's got an actual cot now and I built it. Is maybe the temporary solution the forever solution. <laughs> because everyone was like, Ollie, buy me a desktop computer. I was like, no. you Who get said a, that? Andy. You get, a, <laughs> you get a monitor and you get a laptop that you can plug into the, the monitor. It's the same thing and you get the benefits of portability. Do that for a baby. Because what you don't want is a Dave Meltzer situation. Where blip, you blip, 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 blip. <laughs> what, what is that noise? I saw someone posted that clip on Reddit. Really? Not of us. No. From the thing. And I, I was like, well, I don't have a monopoly on who can decide <laughs> stuff's funny, but I found it funny first. <laughs> 
Uh, Noah Fortner says, hello, Ollie and Luke. In 2021, my depression and anxiety hit me extremely hard in 2022. And I've decided I've been in therapy since 2020 and I've made the decision to go on antidepressants. Just want to say thanks all you do for helping me keep afloat. Uh, genuinely, the amount of times I went back and watched your reaction to the egg on Survivor Series uh, just, to pr- just to bring my mood up is past counting at this point. I hope you're to be able to subscribe to Patreon after the Royal Rumble to really thank you guys. But until then, I'll just keep watching the uh, rewind. Sorry re-watching the Christmas specials and egg-related clips. Who was that, sorry? That's from Noah. Also, P.S. Luke, what is the WrestleMania, baby? Uh, Woo! <laughs> Woo! <laughs> from. So that is uh, during Cody and Big Show's feud for WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. Cody played a video package of all of Big Show's embarrassing moments at WrestleMania, like him being eliminated first at WrestleMania 2000. And then there's a clip of him and he wasn't booked for WrestleMania that year, but he held a kid on his shoulder on like a pre-show or something and went, WrestleMania, baby! Woo! And it cut back to Cody, who watched this, and he went, ha, 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 woo. <laughs> <laughs> Probably at WWF New York. Yes. Well, congratulations, Noah, on, on going to get help. That's very brave. Keep us up to date with how you're doing. On the egg thing, I literally just spoke to Adam about it. I said, how did the no-roll no rolls barred shoot go because they've been shooting the last three days and they he said there was something so funny that tom cried laughing oh i've heard i know exactly where it is as well yeah he told me and he said it was just like when everyone got so silly out of breath and i was like like the egg and he said (laughs) like the egg um adam said something to me in the office today you know we've got this whole like this this tournament Mm. coming up um has has he asked you to be part of it what you mean? Oh, you mean the not the speedrunner tournament? No, 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 not not the not the, the, the what we're we calling it the speed, the G run, not the, not the G run. Yeah, <laughs> the G run, 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 the G run. <laughs> yeah, yeah, not the G run. G runs or that's a great name. Yeah, if you're not, it's on the boards. Oh, I've not seen office, that, but it looks like it says Grun. G run climax. It's, yeah, it's called G run climax. Fantastic. Uh, I beat Adam uh, in my. Although he did get a win back. I will answer your question with a question. Have you been asked? I haven't, but he was talking but he was talking earlier about lorries. And he's like, oh, I've already drawn lorries opponents and now I'm booking in the dates to do it. And because he then didn't ask me, sounds, I get the feeling we're not in it. Maybe we're not. We're not like we're not full time all in contracted feature performers on our NRB. But I feel like we've just been pushed out. Like That's not been... to our own choice. I just feel like they they book things now for us not to be able to do them anymore. We're busy boys elsewhere with the wrestling content. I think it comes from a good place that he doesn't want to overwork us. But yeah, I would, I would like yeah, to would see. Like, I'd like, like to, a yeah, tournament. I would like to go. I mean, it'd be fun. Because yeah. when he first talked about it, it sounded like we were in it. I don't know. I don't, yeah, I'd like to play a game. <laughs> Can I tell you about The Matrix? Yes, you can. Yeah, you've got uh, five minutes. Uh, I've got four minutes. You've got four minutes, sorry. <laughs> okay, so it's bad. Mm-hmm. I saw it last Thursday. Um, the, it was a very small cinema. There were about eight people in there. Three of them were me and my friends. And an hour and a half in, something so bad happened that we all laughed. The whole cinema and two people walked out. Wow. That is just over the halfway point for the movie. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm going to tell you some plot points about The Matrix. I don't think it ruins it. But spoiler warning now. So turn up. This will be the last thing we talk about on the show. 
So, Neo's in the Matrix. Ha ha, shock horror. Uh, but he is a games designer now. They literally have, well, he has designed the Matrix trilogy as a video game that came out years ago. And he wants to make a new series. But the CEO and co-founder of the company is like, we need you to make another Matrix. This is literally a scene. And Neo is like, I don't, don't want to. You know, I want to make my, my new thing and push forward boundaries and tell new stories. And Jupiter Ascending. Yes, because it works so well every time. The, the CEO is like, it's not really my decision. Our parent company, Warner Brothers, <laughs> have told us to make it. If you're a Warner Brothers executive and you go in to watch this movie, you'd be like, no idea who they're talking about. It's like, I don't want Warner Brothers to be referenced in The Matrix. I want it to be something silly like, I don't know, Smiths and Sisters. <laughs> And I can go, okay, I see what they're doing there, but it's yeah. not like straight over my head. Kind of like when you get, on uh, some films here, it's, it's NCC, yeah. not CNN. Yeah, yeah it's yeah, XYZ like rather than ABC. And then they're like, well, heck, they can't do that, surely. And the guy goes, uh, they'll just make it without us if they don't, if we don't do it. I'm like, oh, okay then. This is all a, la a sure labour of love. Anyway, whatever. Make my peace with that, because they do do some cool very slow fight scenes. And then you get to a point where he's out the Matrix. I'm like, okay, cool. This is developing the lore a bit. You find out that machines and some errant programs have joined forces with the new human race. Mm -hmm. I'm like, you know what? That is hella interesting. And that came about because of a war between machines, mm. a civil war. And they showed some like flash frames of that. It looked incredible. I was like, why isn't that the movie? Anyway, out of nowhere, when, you know, like the, the you know, the Sentinels, that sort of like grotesque, mm -hmm. bulbous eye thing, the, the friendly animals look like that mostly. And you're like, okay, well, that's fine because they, that's how they looked in the first one. But then this thing flew over. Oh. It's like a, a blue bird of sorts. With a giant eye. Mm. A machine blue bird. And everyone uh. drew everyone <laughs> drew everyone drew their guns at it. And whoever just went, No, 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 no. It's a friend. And this thing has a way too big a part in the movie. Is it so it's Twitter? No, well I didn't actually get that until you just you just Re like made that realisation. No, no, it's a blue bird. No, it's just terrible. <laughs> you sure it's not just a reference to Twitter? I'm pretty sure it isn't. There it is. That's what it looks like for anyone watching on video. But yeah, it's rubbish. I hated it. Anyone who likes it is up their own ass. <laughs> well, I mean, that is all we've got time for on this edition of the show. Before you go, can I ask you a question? Yes. Um, you know you're excited for uh, the Batman, Matt Reeves' The Batman. Sure am. You still excited after you saw that Riddler costume? No, I haven't seen the Riddler costume. Well, this is like show and tell. If it's anything like that blue bird. Uh, oh, I like those ones. <laughs> Okay, I don't mind that. I've seen I've seen grungy Riddlers. 
Uh, how I think about, it fits in the design of the movie. How about the idea that it's three hours long? All in. <laughs> fin- finally. <laughs> That's all we've got time from the show. I'll be back with Denise tomorrow for the Team Danuk reunion. Take care, everyone. I love you. Goodbye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. 